0: Hello and welcome to the Transforming You podcast. My name is Tori. I am a personal trainer, nutrition coach, wife, cat mama, Jesus freak, and I am here to talk to you about all things overall wellness, whether it is exercise, food and nutrition, faith and spirituality, or mental health. I have got you covered, girl. Let's get going. Hello there, and welcome back to Transforming You. This week, we are going to be talking about gut health. And there is a lot to be said about this topic. So today we're going to do kind of a general overview. This is something I could probably spend several episodes on explaining, you know, the minutia of how your gut health can get messed up and how that can impact you. We're going to keep it a little more surface level today. And then maybe at some point, if there's enough interest, we can go into more detail. So first of all, when people say gut, let's talk about what that means, because that's not really anatomically specific, is it? So most of the time, and for today's episode, when we say gut, we're talking about the stomach and intestines. I think a lot of the time um, the assumption is maybe that it's just the stomach. We're talking about stomach and intestines too, There's um, because all of that matters. So this has been a really popular topic of discussion and research and supplements and all of that kind of stuff for the last several years. But I think most of the time talk about gut health is talked about to sell a specific food or supplement without really explaining why gut health matters, um, how it can get damaged, how to know if you need to do something to support your gut health, and what might actually be appropriate for you and your health. So here's why you should care about your gut health. (laughs) Ideally, there are anti-inflammatory and pro-inflammatory bacteria in your gut. There are some other things in there too, like viruses and things like that, but a lot of it's bacteria and there's anti-inflammatory and pro-inflammatory bacteria. If there's an imbalance of the bacteria and the inflammation promoting bacteria take over, the bacteria can actually leave the GI tract in the bloodstream. And cause inflammation in other parts of the body. And if you didn't hear the episodes we did on inflammation um, over the last few weeks, um, you might want to go back and listen to that because I talk a little bit more about how that can impact you, how chronic or systemic inflammation can cause problems. But that can start in the GI tract if those bacteria leave in the bloodstream and travel to other parts of the body. Depending on the kind of bacteria that are being spread, They can also impair your immune system, increase your risk of asthma, allergies, diabetes, heart disease, multiple sclerosis, some kinds of cancer, as well as anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, and dementia. Now, we don't know for sure whether the imbalance in that gut bacteria is the cause of those illnesses or if being sick with any of those things can cause the gut bacteria to get out of whack. At this point, we don't really know what's the chicken and what's the egg, we just know that there is a connection between gut health and those chronic conditions. So this is one of those situations where you want to think about controlling the things that you can control. It's frustrating to not have clear answers about stuff like this, but instead of getting overwhelmed by that frustration, we need to just think about what is in our control. What can we do with what we know? There are things that we can't control. Research is showing that a person who was born vaginally as opposed to by C-section would actually have more diversity of their gut bacteria, which is a good thing. And we also know that breastfeeding can help babies get a good start on their gut health. But we definitely can't control those things about how we were born and fed. Um, And we can't always control the way that our children are able to be born and fed either. So that's something that there, there is definitely a limit to how much control we have over that. Sometimes you have to just kind of take things as they come and work with the situation that you actually find yourself in. So something else that helps earlier in life is also growing up with the freedom to play outside in the dirt with animals, stuff like that. That actually leads to better diversity of your gut bacteria also. And then there are things that we do have more control over as time goes on and as we actually reach adulthood and those things mainly are emotional stress and medications. So the connection between gut health and emotional stress isn't 100% clear, but they do seem to influence each other. So again, like we've talked about on several episodes, you got to take care of yourself. You got to give yourself some downtime and minimize that stress as much as you can. If there's something in your life that is causing you stress that you can eliminate or that you can change and make it less stressful, That's something that you really need to do both for your mental and physical health. So then there are also medications like over-the-counter pain medication, meds for acid reflux, and certain prescriptions for diabetes and psychiatric conditions can all influence gut health. But the best known for impacting gut health is antibiotics, which makes sense, right? Antibiotics kill bacteria and they kill bacteria somewhat indiscriminately. They wipe out the good bacteria in your gut As well as the bad bacteria that you're actually taking the antibiotic for. The solution there um, is trying not to take antibiotics unless you have to. Now that doesn't mean to ignore your symptoms or refuse treatment if a doctor recommends an antibiotic but there are protocols like not prescribing antibiotics for cold symptoms unless they've lingered for I think it's 10 days it might be two weeks. So in a situation like that if you have only been sick with a cold for like five to seven days I'm sorry, that sucks. Don't try and get an antibiotic for it. It's not time yet. And that's just to minimize the effects of overusing them. If you do have to take an antibiotic, taking a probiotic or better yet, eating something with probiotics like yogurt with the antibiotic can actually also be really helpful to preserving your gut health in that time. And then sometimes one of those things might cause an imbalance in your gut bacteria. Sometimes that imbalance can happen for other reasons. Like if your diet is drastically different If you've been drinking a lot of alcohol, if you've been unusually inactive or slept particularly poorly or something like that, that kind of acutely affects your gut microbiome, then you'll probably notice that if something's off. So you would probably in that situation have symptoms like bloating, gas, diarrhea, stomach aches, nausea, stuff that's not pleasant to talk about, but it's definitely noticeable. And a lot of the time, acute problems like that resolve themselves. The symptoms stop fairly quickly, but if they go on, you'll need to make some kind of sustainable change to your diet or lifestyle. If you're going through cycles of feeling those symptoms kind of come and go frequently like if you're bloated for a few days at a time and then it kind of gets better and then you go back to having a few more days of bloating or something like that if you're going through those cycles a lot it would probably be worth it to log your food and symptoms together for a while and see if there seems to be something in particular that you're responding to there might some people notice all kinds of different trigger foods that they notice When I eat this, I always get a stomach ache. When I eat this, I always bloat. And so if you notice a connection like that, go ahead and cut out that food at least for a while and see if things get better. Now, if you're generally healthy, your gut probably is too. And you probably don't need to worry about all this too much. If you eat a balanced diet, drink plenty of water, get regular movement and sleep well, you're probably fine. You're probably healthy, your gut's probably healthy. And then there are other lifestyle factors like we've talked about before. Like if you smoke or drink excessively, that can harm your gut health. Eating less of things like dairy, red meat, processed meat, and refined sugar can help your gut health. And then of course fiber is going to be important. Generally you want to aim for 20 to 25 grams a day. That's going to vary a little bit by age and gender. Some folks actually have to go up to closer to 40, but for a lot of people 20 to 25 is good. If you know you struggle to meet that fiber goal, you'll want to eat more fruits, veggies, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. Those are your fiber-rich foods that you'll that will be really helpful to meeting that goal. So in general, just more whole foods, less processed foods, and plenty of fiber and water is going to be your best bet for just overall good gut health. So then in terms of supplementing probiotics, you're probably better off getting them from food than from like a pill. The bacteria in the pills won't necessarily grow in your gut. Um, we don't know for sure that taking them in that form actually allows that bacteria to take root and do what it needs to do in your gut. It might just pass through. Sorry, I tried to think of a less gross way to say that, and I'm not sure I succeeded. So you're actually better off with food than with supplements when you can. And that, if you listen to the supplement series, that's kind of across the board, but here specifically with pro, um with probiotics, that's still true. You're better off with food than with supplements. So, Those probiotics are going to come mostly in fermented foods like yogurt, kefir, sauerkraut, and kimchi. And on that note, all yogurt has probiotics. I think at some point people started thinking that it had to be like Activia or something like that um, that specifically calls themselves a probiotic, but any yogurt should have live and active cultures and that is what you need. Now, we always talk about probiotics when we talk about gut health, but we also need to spend some time on prebiotics. So Probiotics are the healthy gut bacteria. Prebiotics are the plant fibers that help probiotics grow. So they're not digestible for you, but they can feed those good bacteria in your gut. There are tons of foods you can get prebiotics from. So a short list is mushrooms, artichokes, onions, asparagus, cabbage, apples, watermelon, white peaches, grapefruit, bananas, chickpeas, red kidney beans, oats, wheat pasta, and wheat bread. That actually is a short list because there are much longer lists available. And this is something that's easily Googleable. I don't want to spend like 20 more minutes just listing out prebiotic foods. That's going to be really overwhelming. But yeah, if you want even more ideas for more prebiotics to get in your diet, that is very Googleable. So, your main takeaway on gut health is very similar to you know the bottom line of a lot of these topics that we've talked about if you move regularly if you eat plenty of fruits vegetables lean proteins whole grains drink plenty of water minimize your stress get good sleep you should be generally healthy that'll keep you healthy that'll keep your gut healthy it'll make your body happy <laughs> so that will lower your risk of most chronic illnesses and in the case of gut health a lot less acute symptoms too so can't recommend those habits enough. And that is it for this week. I think this episode was a little bit shorter, but that is all. Hope this was helpful. Please let me know. Slide in my DMs um, at Pod or at Writes on Instagram if you have any lingering questions. If you want more information, um, I would love to know if more episodes on this would be interesting. I don't want to spend too much time if it's not. So if you Have any questions or want any help figuring out how to get more of those gut-healthy foods in your diet, again, feel free to reach out and I would love to chat with you. Talk to you next week. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you liked this podcast, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram. Um, if you want to reach out at Transforming you Pod or at Tori G. Writes, I would love to hear if there's anything you learned today or if there's anything you would love to hear more of or if you just want to chat, I am always available. Talk to you soon, girl.